a steady relationship is great, but I think ups and downs and stressors and stuff, it makes you more attached in a way. Hi, welcome to Let It Out. I'm Katie, and this is the fourth episode of a new series I started on the podcast this year that I'm calling Happy Thank You More Please, named after my friend Josh made this film almost a decade ago with that name and the concept comes from that. Instead of doing what we usually do on Let It Out for most of Let It Out, about 310 episodes or something like that, which is long form conversations between me and someone I admire. Sometimes I know them, sometimes I don't, but I'm always curious about them. We talk mostly in that format about their past, their life, their future, what they're doing next, and a little bit about what's going on with them. But this series is focused on what's present for them, which I think is really cool. And each guest comes with three cues, something they're happy about, something they're grateful for, something they're wanting more of and craving. It's really just a way to switch up the format and use these topics that they bring as a jumping off point for conversation. And what's great about it is that I can bring back guests that have done the podcast before in new ways. It's completely up to the guest how they want to interpret it. Sometimes they're recommending art or food. Sometimes it's concepts and it's different every time. I just send them what I just told you and they tell me what they want to talk about and we talk about it live on the show which I got to do this week with my close friend Christine Nguyen who is one of those repeat guests so you can go back and listen to our very first conversation and learn more about her in that episode of the podcast. I gush about how grateful and happy and more of her that I want throughout this episode, which I want to get to our conversation as quickly as possible. But I'm just going to make her blush a little bit more before we hear us chatting from a couple days ago, recorded at my kitchen table. I wrote Christine a card recently in pencil. I don't remember what I said in it exactly, except that I wrote down 19 things, just a random number. That's how many it ended up being. I'm sure I could do more <laughs> things that I noticed about her and I and I told her. And it was kind of awkward for me to give it to her. And I think we should tell each other how we feel. Your friends, people who are important to you, they were really specific things that I noticed about this person. And I believe that we all want to be seen for who we really are. And when someone sees us, I try to give people compliments when I notice them. And I know that that I'm like crying right now. I don't know why. Hi. <laughs> I know that that can be a lot for people. And sometimes I, I try to taper that and hold that in. <laughs> But every once in a while, I do let it out, and I hope that it's received in the way that I that I hope that it is, which is allowing people to know how important they are to you. And I think this year and this time of year specifically, it's really important that we do that with each other. So <laughs> this is my love letter to Christine, but... I'm going to give a little bit of what I said in that note, which I don't even remember, and I wrote in pencil, 
but basically she's a really special person and she's so good at being a friend. She makes everyone feel like they matter, her friends and just people that she is acquaintances with and she's so friendly. She's been so supportive to me being here in a new city at a weird time. And what you might not know about her from watching her on YouTube is how funny she is. And she's just, you probably do know this, but she's so helpful to her friends and she's obviously so good at discovering new things and has the best style and is just, has such a great eye and good at noticing things. Like she really pays attention. She's phenomenal, which you'll hear me say 500 times in the next little bit of this program. <laughs> like I said, we recorded this earlier this week over wine and snacks pretty late at night, so I feel like I wasn't as articulate as I wanted to be. We end up talking about skill versus personality and work and career. We talk a lot about creativity and productivity and what helps her with both. And this is a big Christine Nguyen week at Let It Out. She was also our in-process person we featured on the Let It Out Instagram. So if you want to learn more about her creative process, we'll link to that post in the show notes of this episode. But we also talk about advice for freelancers and being a freelancer and the uncertainty that comes with that and how she's handled that. She gives some really great advice about being financially responsible and money and saving. We also talk a lot about relationships and attachment, boundaries, and we talk about learning new skills, how to not stop learning when something gets challenging and she does recommend some music and a few other things at the end we just kind of like look around my apartment and are like what else can we tell our friends about <laughs> so i will email you the links to everything if you want to be on the let it out letter list and everything we mention is in the show notes as usual i'm so grateful that you're listening she has this robust archive of videos on YouTube and I'll link to some of my recent favorites and she's a DJ she does a monthly set on Worldwide FM that I always try to tune into and if you follow me on Instagram you know that my apartment is filled with ceramics that she makes under the name Saran Wrap get yourself and a friend a boot striker perhaps a vagina bowl which I think I haven't even asked her this, but I'm pretty sure I have the first one and I really wanted a vagina bowl and told her that and then she gave me this. It's my most prized possession. So perhaps one of those or a donut striker. They make great gifts and follow everything she does because she is a true gem of a friend and creator and she's the best which you're about to hear a lot more of her. I will talk to you at the end of this episode with some updates, but I'll say for now, we're doing two more writing workshops between now and the end of the year. If you want to join one on the 17th and one on the 29th. So the links to that will be in the show notes. You can join live and hang with us then, or if you're busy, you can do it at your own pace, watch it at any time. I'd love to see you then. And our gift guides, we did one for home and one that's general those will be linked in the show notes as well. Christine has a great gift guide that I will link to. Additionally, this is a very long intro. Basically, all of that to say, tell your friends how you feel. I think it's important and enjoy my conversation with one of my friends. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thanks for having me. 
Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting at the same table and we did something together for your channel. And here we are collaborating again. When you were on the In Process Let It Out post last week, so many people were like, when is Christine coming back on the podcast? So <laughs> sweet. Here we go. Collaborating with friends, one of our favorite things. So we met in 2016 when you did my podcast last. And we were complete strangers. And after that conversation, I love talking to you. So every time I would come to LA, we would meet up and you'd take me to your favorite places. And then this year, <laughs> yeah, we super bonded. Nothing like a pandemic to really, you know, cement a friendship. <laughs> and you, you really helped me land in a new city unexpectedly. And when I told you I was coming, you sent me the spot that I sublet in your neighborhood. And then I thought that I would be there a couple weeks. And turns out I was here for several months. And when you sent me the, the place, I thought that I would never be there. I'd be out and doing things. But turns out I was super there. And you were kind of my only friend in this neighborhood. And you would take me to the grocery store. You helped me so much. You literally gave me a coat off your back <laughs> when I got off of the plane from Bali and had like only dresses. Remember how cold it was that yeah. week? Yeah. It was raining all week. It was rainy. It was weeks. cold. It was your birthday. And that week you helped me get out of, literally get out of bed because I was sleeping till noon every day. Oh yeah. And you were like, come lag. get, yeah. You're like, come get coffee with me at 8 a.m. And I was like, okay, I'm up. We're getting coffee at 8 a.m. And we started doing that every day until we couldn't anymore. <laughs> yeah. Until the coffee shops closed. And <laughs> yeah. And then here we are in the apartment that you helped me find. I run all of my design choices by you. We share a wardrobe, which is the greatest honor of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we figured out we're exactly the same size, even down to shoes. Okay. So this is what I thought we would begin with to warm up the mics before we get to your happy thank you more, please. I made a list of all of the things that you have turned me on to. And then a very short list of things that I think I've turned you on to. Ooh, okay, I want to hear that. Okay, Wait, you ready? Can, can, we, can we hear what you've turned me on to? Yeah. First? Or you is want that to do of, that first? Yeah, can we? I want to sure. hear that. That wasn't my plan, but I like a twist in the plan. Okay, these are the things. This is a quick list. Oh, how the turntables. These are not going to be shocking. Number one, basket purse. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Which is also our catch-all. Yeah. Which I learned what a catch-all is. But it is so true. Like, I've been all week. So, we yeah. use this basket purse that we got at General Store. Uh -huh. And I heard on a Alexa Chung video that she talks about how French women carry baskets instead of bags. And so, I picked one up one day. And then Christine got one. And the other day, I was at her your house and you were like I use this as a catch-all and I was like what's a catch-all <laughs> and you and Camilla were like oh it's like what dudes use to put like your wallet and your keys yeah and now look at the hook I have it hung on the hook oh, and I pour everything in there it's so good like my keys my headphones everything I need every day okay so that was one thing massage kale salad Oh, yeah. I love that you love my kale salad <laughs> yeah I've always made kale salad before but then the way that you do it because you do it with 
so many other things. Yeah. You massage it down. So it's That's almost the like key, the massage because yeah. kale, it breaks it. It does what it does in your stomach when you massage it by breaking it down because it's really hard to digest raw yeah. if you just eat it. Uh-huh. And so the sea salt and the lemon. We should do a video on this. <laughs> yeah. And then with um, nutritional yeast. Yeah, that's a key ingredient. And avocado too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which so is good. a polarizing. A lot of people either love nutritional yeast or hate it and like can't stand the smell. Yeah, I get that though. Yeah, we love it in this family. Okay, and then the next thing is um, the chipotle flavored sauerkraut that I got at Lawson's. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very good. Oh, I forgot. I was going to, we just ate kind of dinner. We had like snack dinner, which is yeah. our favorite way to have dinner. And I was going to put some sauerkraut out next time. Okay. Are you ready for the long, the very long list of things you've turned me on to? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to take all of the podcast. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ceramics, jumpsuits, tube tops, the word phenomenal. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Which we need to linger at. We recently went on a bike ride and got lunch. And I have never seen Christine so excited about something as the Tupperware that her takeout (laughs) rice dish came in. And she opened it up. And I was just like eating my avocado toast. And I look up at your face and you're like, this is phenomenal. Oh, the packaging is, it's reusable Tupperware. Do you still have that thing? I'm sure I do. Did it move? (laughs) You know what? I might have made something for someone and then like handed it off, you know? I, after that day, I got, I told you this, but I got something that came in a similarly as lovely Tupperware. Yeah. And as soon as I opened it, I I like set it in my mind without even thinking, I was like, this is phenomenal. Yeah. (laughs) It's great if you can reuse it, you know. It was just so funny to hear that word about something. Describing something that's totally not phenomenal. Yeah, it's so good. And so now I use that word. Like, what was it recently? It was like that week. I think my aunt sent me something and I was like, something so little and silly. But I was like, that's phenomenal. Because <laughs> it, it's like, okay, this is what you actually turned me on to. It's using the word phenomenal for something that's like, cool. You know, but using the word phenomenal is so much like it it elevates it to, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it's really like a medium, but phenomenal is like exceeds expectations. Yeah. So it's like that like disproportion. It's it's very good. It's phenomenal. (laughs) Highly recommend. Okay. Back to the list. Cart heart pants, Ben Davis pants, meal pants. Oh, wow. All pants. A lot of pants, which we have at... Both both locations of our homes. This one is a lie, but safety razors. <laughs> because you turned me on to them, but I haven't actually started using them. Have you tried it though? No, but I really want to. Oh. I'm still using you know what I'm using. Oh yeah. Intuition. <laughs> the, the intuition. The chic intuition. The right? chic intuition. Yeah. Uh, um, novelty of 2001. <laughs> it's Britney Spears. No, Jewel. Jules. Jewel, the recording artist from the 90s. And she has the song, Intuition. Do you know that oh, song? Oh, 
I thought that Britney Spears used it and then Justin Long was in a movie and then. That is true also. Okay. That is something that I. And he was like, your legs are so smooth. And she's like, it's the intuition. (laughs) That's the, that's the movie Crossroads. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. But I'm ready. I'm finally ready to watch your video and you, I have, I have one intuition left. Yeah. And then I'm ready to move on to the safety. You're going to save so much money. I know. I know. It's going to be good. There's a learning curve though. I just don't want to like. accidentally bleed to death (laughs) you won't as long as you just get it in there pretty tight you know okay or like screw the the head on will you give me a tutorial absolutely and i have a tutorial online as well for everyone she'll give a tutorial to everyone listening yeah it's so easy okay and it saves money over time it's just an, an initial investment and it looks really cool yeah, and it looks really cool. The the intuition I'm like kind of always hiding in my shower. Yo, I, and it's like so much plastic, and I know it's really bad. Even that, the packaging that it comes in is full of pack, like, plastic. There's like three layers of plastic in there. Yeah, I've just used it's the it was the first thing I got I when I was it. like twelve. Yeah, so you have like an emotional attachment to it. Yeah, it does make your legs very smooth. <laughs> got it, but also. Safety razor. Safety razor. It's like the right. closest shave you'll ever get. Really? It's probably going to be even smoother. Yeah. All right. All right. And for people listening, well, they can watch the video where this is not a tutorial for the, this is not what this is. Yeah. Okay. Back to the list. We got, th- we're not even halfway through. I, okay. Okay. What did I write down? That plant over there. Oh, that would be this plant. What is oh, that called? the peperomia, Chinese money plant. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Mine's dying. Mine might be as well. No, yours looks healthy up top. Up top. There's a couple on the bottom that are questionable. Yeah, but I feel like that's the nature of this plant. Yeah. Who knows? So it's it's for money? It's like good It's luck? supposed to make you... I really don't know, though. I mean, it just looks cute. That's why I like yeah, it. Yeah, it looks like polka dots. Yeah. But we tell them the story about how you... Like, now they're everywhere. But didn't you have to go to Venice to get oh so uh there's this plant store in long beach that had it and then it was really small it was probably the size of like a soda can or even smaller than that and she ordered a set list of like maybe 12 of them and then i found out that she had some so then i I asked her if i could buy one from her and she's like yeah it's 35 bucks 35 bucks for something as small as a a can you know yeah wow died immediately (laughs) but that said out of nowhere, you, out of nowhere, they just were, started popping up everywhere. Yeah. You can find them at Trader Joe's. You can mm-hmm. find them at Home Depot. Yeah, they're everywhere now, but they're still not resilient to me. So, um, so I yeah. still can't take care of them. I'm not good at taking care of those plants, unfortunately. Well, I think maybe we can propagate mine. Oh, you know what? Yeah. When mine was thriving, it, it grew two little buddies on the bottom. Uh huh. And I I swooped them up and then I gave them to, I think I gave them to Jason. So maybe he can propagate yours. Yeah. And, and have them back. Right. Well, that story is so indicative of you because, so I didn't even know this plant existed until I saw it at your place this summer. And I was yeah. like, I want to get one of those. And when you told me that the other day when I spent the night about that story of how you went to Long Beach, I was like, this is Christine in a nutshell. Like you are such a, you see trends or you notice things, but you should be a futurist. Do you know what a futurist no, is? No, like I have you no should idea. be in a think tank because you, 
I don't know. There's so many brands and ideas and and things that you just find and discover. And you're such an individual that you understand, like you see things and then you just do them and you own it and you have a lot of confidence with it that other people, which is so great for having a YouTube channel and sharing what you do, but you just do that with your friends and with people around you. And it's just intuitive. Like you're not even doing, like to you, you're not even doing anything. You're just like living your life, but you are able to see things and then like the plant, you know, you went to Long Beach and got it and now it's everywhere. Yeah. But I don't think, I think it was already on the rise at the point. Yeah. Well, maybe that's just an example. To sell it but for I think 35 it's- bucks. Of course <laughs> it was on the rise, right? You're also so humble, which is like why this all Thanks. works. It's like you're, you're, you really are so talented and so good at so many things. You're going to blush, but you also are so humble and cool about it because I think someone who is the same as you, who wasn't as, I don't know. I, I think it, it just speaks a lot for how you are and why people love you so much is because you have, you're also one of the most giving people, but you don't, to you, it's just how you are. There's so many things that you do that you discover or that you turn people on to, but you don't do it in this really showy way. You just, it's just who you, it's so ingrained within you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Thank you though. That's really sweet. Words of bath. A lot of words of affirmation. Yeah. Which I'm horrible <laughs> at. And I'm so, that's all I do. Words oh, of man. bath. <laughs> I get like sweaty just thinking about words of affirmation. No, it's so funny. I'm so, so, so we're going to have a studio together. And I was thinking about it today and I was like, cause we always talk about like going to the ceramic studio or going to like a film studio. And I'm like, I was really kind of just like feeling down and I was like, what all I do is words. Like I just, words is my thing. Like I was, I was like joking to myself and I was like, I think my part of the studio is just like a word studio. Like I can write there. We'll do the podcast there. It's just, yeah. Words. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, that's good because that's what I'm missing. And like a lot of what I do is all visual. Like the things I get hired for are mostly visual content, you know? Yeah. So it's like building mood boards all day. So everything I do is just literally like anything that you see colors that go together and stuff. So I think that, and I'm so not good at the visual, like I'm the audit, you audible and the w- words. <laughs> yeah. I know what I like with the visual, but like yeah. making it, is where I get stuck executing. Hmm. Yeah. So together we're together. We're perfect. <laughs> together We're phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Back to the list. Okay. <laughs> Next up cowboy boots. Nice. Okay. Which I haven't worn very much, but they're over there and I like that. Big I socks, have them winter. True. True. Wide pants. Any day now. Wide pants. Mm-hmm. The mustard Ikea fish. Oh, yeah. Is there a name for that? It's just, I think it's pickled herring. It's so And then they put mustard phenomenal. in it. I, I, I think that's what it is, but Camilla introduced me to that. It is so good. We had it this summer, and I honestly haven't stopped thinking about it since. Yeah. <laughs> With crackers, it's so good. It's so good. Did you go to Ikea the other day? I did, and I totally forgot about the, that. Oh, for, to get the fish? We're yeah. We're going to have to go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the list. Oh, this globe light. I really like this oh, clear yeah. globe light. Ball lights? Mm-hmm. I, I, do you think They're I have great. too many ball lights in here right now? No. You should see my place. It's all ball really? lights. Really? Okay, because yeah. there's another in the bathroom. Did yeah. you know that? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? 
I'm just making sure. I run all, as I said, I run all my design tra- aesthetic choices by you. <laughs> okay, back to the list. Linen sheets. Oh, yeah. Really a luxury. Many specific walking paths in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know what? I I didn't know any of the paths until I met Jason. Yeah, that's all Jason. But because the only path that I would take is from my old house to collage and back. So that's only like a three mile stretch uh-huh. there and back. Everything else was like discovered through Jason. Wow. He, okay. So this is not for, th- that one is not you. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. <laughs> that's, that's purely Jason. But yeah. we've done a lot of really good. And you know what I want to yeah. say about walks? Like it's really, I feel like on our walks we would get into, it was like a non-recorded podcast. Like I feel like walking with a friend is a really good thing we should recommend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is totally. not like a, a groundbreaking thing, but there's something about moving and be, you're kind of stuck. You know what I mean? It's kind of like being on a road trip. Like you're yeah. stuck and you have to kind of entertain each other while you're, until you get home. Yeah. Conversation. Yeah. Then, yeah. No, but it's so fun. No, it's so fun. A little, uh, caffeinated walk is like oh, yeah. chef's kiss. <laughs> Yeah, caffeinated walk, totally. Okay, back to the list. Quiet Town Shower Curtain. Oh, yeah, which, okay, I don't mean to keep doing this, Mm -hmm. but I got that from my friend Shiva, so it's not even me at all. But see, this is, like, we've talked about this before, not recorded. We're both very influenced by our friends. Absolutely, yeah. Or you you actually did talk about it on the in-process post. Uh But I think that that's, do do you think everyone is, that influenced by their friends like I think we're people we've talked about this before we're very close with our friends yeah and like our friends are I don't know I don't know that people are as close with their friends or as influenced as their friends some people are closer with their family or or they're more influenced from like tv or what I guess we do that's interesting yeah and because I don't really watch that much television so I guess that's where and I'm more like I would rather learn like I even learn about politics through my friends or like I, I learn through conversation or like what someone else thinks of. And yeah. as much as an individual as you are, I think you're also and I'm I think I'm similar like this. We're pretty malleable. Yeah. Like we can listen to people and be like, oh, I act, actually I changed my mind on that, you know? Yeah. Which I think is like a helpful skill <laughs> to have. Yeah. Not to be not being super stubborn. Yeah. Which is, there's nothing wrong with being stubborn. I like yeah. stubborn people a lot. Yeah. Okay. Still in the bathroom. Good linen towels. Oh, yeah. Okay. So good. Um, loafers. Oh, yeah. Penny loafers. Bike shoes. Catholic, oh, Catholic I, fa- school stuff. I found a penny today and I kept it in your jumpsuit pocket. Does it loafer. have the date on it? Oh, probably. Do they all have the date on them? They have the year, yeah. So with the penny loafer, I, I think... So my friend Chris, so um, he's the reason why I brought it back because he was wearing his penny loafers all the time. I'm like, yo, I used to have those. Yeah, I used to have those when I was younger. So I was just like, what the heck? Where do you get them? He's like, well, yeah, there's an outlet, um, but it closed. And then he's like, yeah. And my my dad used to wear them in the 50s. And he said that you're supposed to find the year that you were born on a penny and stick it in your penny loafer. But... I guess when you were in, like when kids were in school in Catholic school and stuff like that, and that was a part of the uniform, their parents used to put a dime in their penny loafer little nook thing, uh-huh. so that whenever they needed to make a phone call, they used that pe- oh, that dime, not so the penny, cute. to make a a phone call. I love that. Yeah, 
Okay, I gotta be on the search for a 1990 penny loafer, yeah. penny for my loafer. Yeah, I'm sure I can find it. Yeah, it's nice. Actually, Busy Phillips has a whole thing in, in her memoir, which I love. She talks about how pennies are her. You know, I see 22 everywhere, and that's kind of mm-hmm. my thing. Pennies are her like strange kismet sign. So oh, I'm going to start looking for pennies. Yeah. And it'll be nice to have a reason to. Okay, back to the list. Using headphones again and not ear pods and putting them through your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's not by choice. Because <laughs> you just lost yours? Yeah, I got the first generation and I was like so proud of having it for uh-huh. so long. And then finally one day I had the AirPods in my pocket. Just the the actual earpiece, not, yeah. the, not the case. And it fell through the pocket and I was so angry with myself. Uh, I went back to headphones. I did that too. I lost mine in Bali, which is just a real bummer. And I could see where it was, where I Mm -hmm. left it from the find your phone thing. Oh, Um, you can set that up? Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. So they're just gone on York somewhere. We couldn't, maybe they're still there. Doubt it, but (laughs) street sweeping, yo. What did I even, I, I, we were going to record this a couple of days ago. And so I wrote this a long time ago. Oh, I know what this is. I wrote down using restaurant things for lists. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? You gave me this, this pile oh, of paper. Yeah. Okay, so what we're looking at is it's like what what do we call this? It's like the it's ticket. when you go to a diner. Yeah, when you go to a diner and the waitress goes up to your table and goes, "Would you like, hun?" <laughs> and then you say whatever it is, and then she writes it down on a notepad. And yeah. then at the end of the notepad, it says "thank you" and your total and all that stuff. Right? It's kind of like an invoice. Yeah. You gave me this, like, I don't know, four months ago, and it's my favorite gift you've ever given me. That's so funny. (laughs) I use it every day because I do morning pages in the morning, and I keep this next to me, and I put my list on this, Mm -hmm. and I love it. It's, like, it's really nice. I have a shit ton of those. Really? So you want more. Yes, I need another because I'm down to, like, my last four or five. Oh, no way. Yeah, I have a ton of them. Oh, great. Let's keep it in our office. Okay, great. Perfect. Okay, next up, buying art from all of your favorite friends to have at your apartment. Nice. Not my favorite friends, but just friends in general. (laughs) All my non-favorite friends are like, yo, (laughs) the fuck? Friends in general. Okay, got it. That's why you don't buy my art. (laughs) Just kidding. And having their art, if their art is in your bathroom. Yeah. Explain. Okay, so... Get this. I've always wanted my art in someone's bathroom because everyone uses the bathroom, right? And they use it multiple times a day and that's like where they're they're most vulnerable. <laughs> so I feel like if there's something that you should be really proud of, like a fucking diploma or like a plaque for getting so a million true. subscribers on something, hang it in your bathroom because that's so where your true. friends will see it. Wow, yeah. that's so good. I have a piece of art, the one piece of art I have here right now our friend Tim made and it has a bare butt involved in the piece of art. And I was yeah. going to hang it above the toilet, but I think that's too on the nose. On the nose, yeah. Maybe in the kitchen. Mm. The kitchen doesn't feel right either. Yeah. I think the living room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get your couch where, in. Yeah, we got to figure out where that's Once your couch go. goes in, everything's going to go so fast. I hope so. The couch is sitting in our presence in like seven boxes right now, not set up. And next time you do this podcast, we can sit on the couch. 
Okay, we're we're getting close to the end of the list. Oh, this is a good one. The store counter space that you used to work at, that is yeah. a, my my dream job. <laughs> oh yeah. That store is so I love it there nice. so much. I like how it smells. I like everything about it. Okay, there there's like 10 more things on this list, but let's get to your let's power happy through. thank you more, please, because next time you come back, yeah. I guarantee there's gonna be 20 more things on this list because that's just how you are and how, and my favorite thing about you. Thanks. I learned so much from you. <laughs> okay. So happy thank you more, please. Mm-hmm. Let's start with happy. So you texted me these before and I'm really excited to talk about them. So what you're happy about right now, what you're most happy about right now is your relationships with your friends and family and how they're always inspiring you and pushing you to do new things, which is interesting because it's kind of what we we're talking about before. So talk about this a little bit. Why did you choose this? And has this always been the case for you? I think it kind of weaves in and out because sometimes I'll just like, I think, I think if you look at me from an outsider's point of view, like it looks like I'm very social and outgoing and, and I, I think I'm that way, like maybe 50% of the time. And then the, the rest of the time, I just like completely shut myself out. And during that time, I'm not really, um, I don't feel like I learn so much and it's only when I have like like long phone calls with friends or like conversations like this or um, when I'm with someone else that, I, that I, I learn and from that I'll like research from something they said and it could, like anything I know anything that I share can be referenced can kind of go back to someone else you know mm-hmm. it can be tied to someone else yeah yeah like anything like a- everything that's on that list that you just read is tied to someone else for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. That's so interesting. And I think that that's like, that's art, right? Like that's like the, the, that Ted talk, everything's a remix, you know, like everyone's influenced by every, like I was in a, having a conversation with one of our mutual friends. And I think I told you about this where he was saying, I was crediting everything I was saying. I was like, well, I got this from this book or I got this from this person. And, yeah. and he was Which like- you do in art school, you have to reference everything. Right. And in journalism school, you yeah. have to reference, like plagiarism. I'm so terrified of plagiarism. And like we were saying before, I'm so malleable that like I very easily pick up people's mannerisms or also speaking like them or I am influenced really easily. And actually- when I was in Bali, I talked to someone about like how I wanted to make a talk show someday. And I was going to call it influenced because mm-hmm. I'm so easily influenced by my friends. And I made this whole outline about that. But I think there's a real like interesting thing between being an individual and like having a thought, an original thought, mm-hmm. which is what he was saying. He's like, just say it's your thought. Like it is a, an original thought. And I'm like, well, it's really not because the only reason I'm having this thought is because I read this thing a year and a half ago or whatever. Yeah. Like I can trace it back. And so I think it's important to say that and credit that. Yeah. But also like, it, it's funny to hear you say that because to me, you're such an individual and do have so many creative ideas and thoughts and and catching them. And I think that's the thing that makes you so good at all the things that you do is that you, it's paying attention, right? Like when I was reading through your answers about creativity, it's like you are really influenced by all of your friends and whatever the references are. But the thing that I think makes you successful in your creative work and just being a person is that 
you're really good at catching ideas. Part of creativity is organization. You know, it's like some people might, and I, I do this too, where like I hear something on a podcast or I hear something from a friend and it just like goes in and out, you know, like it's not, Yeah, I miss it. And I'm sure you do that sometimes too, but I think you're really good at slowing down enough to, and being organized and being self-aware enough to know like, I could use that, but in a different way, or I could yeah. take that. Like for instance, you, there's this dude that you follow on Instagram and you liked his outfit and you copied it for you, but it's totally different and reimagined because it's you and you're yeah. a different person and a different body and size. And so I think you do that with so many things so well. And that's what, you know, I guess that's the concept of like a remix, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's discovering new things and reimagining them, which is really cool. So talk a little bit more about your relationships with your your friends and family. Like, what's your greatest lesson on relationships even? Yeah, that's a difficult one. But I would just say, just be patient with people, obviously. And then also don't take things too personally. Because you know, like, especially with family or like people who are really, really close with you, who have seen you like at your most cranky and like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like seeing you stressed and all that, you know, I learned to be patient enough to like kind of just drop things and then let things kind of cool down and then go back to it. And then also like, well, I'm still learning this. In the last couple of years, I started learning about boundaries. Mm, (laughs) Yeah. I'm horrible with boundaries. And, um, yeah, so I've been working on Me that too. with my therapist. And yeah, the, I think I told you, like when, when I first started practicing it, I kind of overcorrected and yeah. it took, it really shocked everyone. So yeah, I guess I just learned how to, I don't know. I'm still learning because I'll, I'll still kind of go back and um, yeah, kind of like fall out of line every once in a while, so well, that's like being yeah. a person. It's like getting off center and yeah. coming back and learning yeah. and coming back. You know? it's, yeah. There's no like, um, you know, like when you're on that keto diet, you can enter ketosis, which is like yeah. the end goal. There's no like end goal. Center. Yeah. Yeah. It's like constantly getting in and, and off, you know? Yeah. And I think it, it, getting, yeah. A balance or center but I think it's a myth because it's not sustainable to stay there like I think we're going to get knocked and have to come back yeah because what's the fun in a steady relation well it's great a steady relationship is great but I think ups and downs and stressors and stuff it makes you more attached in a way yeah or that's how we learn you know you really have when you were explaining to me how in relationships you've overcorrected like you learned something and then you overcorrected and then in the next one you went the other direction and then oh, you yeah. kind of found Goldilocks oh, in the yeah. one that you're in. Yeah. Can I just say it? Like yeah. you, you, it was hard for you to communicate in this one relationship, a couple of relationships ago. Yeah. And then in the next relationship you were in, you oh, overcorrected and you and yeah. communicated too much kind yeah. of. Too much too soon. Yeah. Yeah. And then in this relationship, Goldilocks. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you learn. And I heard that concept before of like, okay, you learn from relationships and you figure it out as you go. And I think having heard you tell me that story this summer, I 
really realize that I did, I haven't even told you this yet, but I heard, maybe I did tell you this, but like in one of my last relationships, I was so, my version of this is, isn't communication. It's that I was so rigid and controlling and had like an idea of how I wanted things to be Mm -hmm. and it had to be my way. And that was really bad. And I learned that lesson and it was so uncomfortable to learn that lesson. And I felt so much regret, like, oh man, I learned. And that's the thing about relationships. And like, I guess right now we're talking about romantic relationships, but I think this is probably applicable to other ones as well. Or I guess it's probably most applicable to romantic relationships because those are the ones that like stop and start where family doesn't really do that. Yeah. It takes a different form and even friendship too. It can like come in waves, but yeah, but is more sustainable. But anyway, so, so in this one, I was so rigid and controlling and like knew how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then because that, oh, in a relationship, like you might learn a lesson, but then that person who helped you learn it will never get to see you learn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I tell them though. Yeah. Yeah. True. Good. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get to like take that version of yourself out for a spin in that relationship, which is really yeah, hard for which me. Which is great also. That's funny because I don't think of it like that. I'm like, oh. what a bummer. Like, what a regret. Like, I, I'm good now. Like, let's give it a go, you know? Yeah. I think you're right. I just, my mind gets so stuck on something that I'm like, I want to redeem myself and show you like how much I've oh, grown. Oh, yeah. I, I, I get that too. But also like, I don't know, like it ended for a reason. And then yeah. you move on and then you You have trouble with that. Yeah. <laughs> as we know. As we all know here. But you will. So the re- the like learning thing that I that I overcorrect. So that was like my version of the first one. And then I think most recently I think I overcorrected that by being like, I'm so down for anything. Let me just completely abandon myself and like mm-hmm. I am the uh, so flexible. I am not rigid at all. I'm, you know, my work doesn't matter. Like I really fully went the other direction because yeah. it was so uncomfortable to learn that lesson in that that relationship that the next time I was just like, let me just be so available and open. Yeah. <laughs> and that super didn't work either. So I think my my Goldilocks will be not fully abandoning myself and the timing of that first relationship, like I was doing too many things. I had too much on my plate. It's just a good, it's a good way to look at things, right? And like looking at learning as it's a lot easier to let something go and you're like, this wasn't for nothing. No one's your friend, no one's your enemy, everyone's your teacher. <laughs> yeah, totally. And don't, don't take things too personally. Yeah. Also. I gotta reread the four agreements because I <laughs> that, that one, that agreement is... Yeah. I take everything personally. Oh, man. Yeah. That is a real rough one for Read me. Read it every year. Yeah. I really need to. I, I'm going to re-listen to it. I have it on Audible. Oh, nice. I recently gave... So my friend Noah had eye surgery. Noah, who you guys know, who is the last happy thank you more, please. And so I gave him my Audible login so he could listen to books while he was recovering because he reads so much. And... He was like, you have so many self-help books on here. This is so embarrassing. He's like, I've read all of these too, but I always give them away or like hide them. But when you're on someone's Audible and you can, you don't give them away when it's on Audible, they're there forever. Yeah. 
So he reread the four agreements, I think. So that's good. Yeah. It's not something that you read once. Yeah. No, and it's so it's that one's so every, quick and easy. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read it in years, actually. It helps. A lot of points are good. Yeah. Other points are just like, I mean, some things to back it up. Like, I wish they would just make self help books like four pages because that's all it, they really need, you know, just the key points on four pages and you're yeah. done. But then they fill it with fluff and like stories and like examples, which like it's also entertaining too. Yeah. But if you just had like a list of commandments down, you know? Yeah. That'd I be awesome. I, I think you're right. I mean, coming from someone who like, read so much self-help wrote a self-help book like yeah. addicted to self-help maybe <laughs> i agree but i you know i did that with the attached book that we both talk about and and like yeah about attachment it's called attached right yeah it's <laughs> yeah attached wait what was the second line it's like something something relationships yeah, yeah. how to like not be something in relationships yeah so funny well, the cover. There is a um and I'm pretty sure there's like a magnet on the cover. It's a, a magnet in the shape of a heart or two magnets oh, coming together in a wow. shape of a heart. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a workbook too. That book there I read the Spark Notes. There's this like a Spark Notes version of oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. So if there's a Spark Notes version of any self-help book, I feel like that might be the more there is the, I, the way to go. I, I listened to an audio spark notes of that and you get the, like you can kind of get the gist from that book just from like hearing the three attachment styles, like yeah. anxious, secure, avoidant. And it's like kind of all you need. Yeah. Well, I've asked you this a million times cause you have really worked through that. And I think it would be interesting for people listening. What helped you the most with attachment stuff? I think getting to know, or like, <sighs> I think getting to know who you're dealing with mm. or who you're with or who you're friends with yeah. or like who your, 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 your family member that you're talking about or thinking of what their attachment style is. And then yeah. if like my, my attachment style is anxious, anxious, avoidant. So if I'm anxious and I call you and you don't answer me the same day, then of course I'm going to think something's wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you like, so if I, if my sister is like that, for instance, and she calls me, then I'll text back right away. Hey, I'll call you back in five. I'm driving. Yeah. Like, let her know that I'm not avoiding her. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Or that something's wrong, <laughs> you know? No, that's so good. And you yeah. are really good at that because the other weekend, I knew that you were hanging out with Jason and I totally knew that and I, I was actually fine. But historically, I think I would have been anxious because yeah. you know me and you know that about me and you were so good and you sent me a text and you're like i'm so sorry i'm with jason like i'm gonna read your text later and it made me feel so loved and good because yeah. you i felt like you knew me and knew what i yeah. needed yeah so read that in a, like the other person's point of view yeah. i guess and then yeah because it's the same thing about love languages. It's like, know what your love languages are is cool, but like doesn't really matter. And yeah. this was a big thing in one of my last relationships of like, I would give in yeah. the love language that I like to receive. So yeah. like I would give to someone who wanted from a different love language, you know? Yeah. And that was... And it didn't match up. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, I'm just discovering this now that like, so, so my love language is I, f 
I really like physical touch and I really like quality time. Uh-huh. And I think Jason's is um, acts of service. Yeah, I think it's acts like of service. Like that's what he likes to give. In. That's what he likes yeah. to give, yeah. So um, That makes sense. Yeah, so then like this past weekend, I was moving and he doesn't, like he works th- throughout the week, you mm-hmm. know? And on the weekends, I just want to spend quality time, like, I don't know, like do something fun. But the entire weekend we were packing and moving stuff. He had such a good um, attitude about the whole thing. And then it wasn't until like last night or this morning that I realized, I'm like, yo, his love language that he gives is quality or is uh, acts of service. Where like, I felt so bad about this because I I just wanted to spend quality time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel that way too of like, I think that's pretty common for people and I'm the same way. Like I just, you weren't enjoying it because it wasn't, I mean, you were enjoying it. it was I, I, wasn't en- I was enjoying it, but I felt bad because yeah, it's not quality I mean. time. Right, right, right. Think. Right. But it was quality time to him in a way. But it was an act of service. Which that's is- why he got so much out of that because he was able to give I think. I, yeah. I don't even know. Cause yeah. I this is all projection. This is yeah. all projection because we did not communicate. Yeah. I just know people also who like like to help people move and like like that that they feel comfortable there, you know, or like they feel like and for me, I think I'm such a words of affirmation person and I like to you knowing both it's more interesting to think about other people than to know what you which I guess it's also good to know what you like, but yeah, then you have to communicate that maybe, which is a whole another thing. Yeah, but also even if you communicate, sometimes like people just don't understand it because they're not on the same yeah wavelength, you know. Yeah, and I think it's always going to be most comfortable to give in the way that we like to receive, because we think even in our minds that that's what everyone likes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I get that, but for me, the one that I give the most is actual physical gifts. Gifts, yeah. yeah but and that's not what like, you like to yeah, get because I like I yeah I'm trying to declutter and everything especially. Right. So yeah, physical gifts bum me out. Yeah, but I love giving away physical gifts. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I when the more you talk, I think it's like the more you talk about any kind of self helpy concept, mm-hmm. and including this one, I'm just kind of like, and I feel this way sometimes about like human design or astrology or Myers Briggs, where like you talk enneagram, you talk about them enough, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm kind of all of them, you know? Like, yeah, they all kind, of, they're all not all the all the love languages are nice, you yeah. know? <laughs> like if you start they to are, talk about yeah. it too much, you're like. I don't know. Yeah. But I do think like my friend Carolina pointed this out to me this summer. My knee jerk reaction of how I show love is, mm-hmm. is really full on and smothering. And that is like the muscle that's most toned for me because that's like what I know. Mm-hmm. But there's all these other notes to play. Like there's all these other ways to show love. That's not as, you know, that's maybe more like, reserved or like not as you know all encompassing which is new for me because it's not the knee-jerk thing I have to like develop that muscle yeah do you feel like if you develop that muscle though that it would take away from your words I don't know and I think I was explain I was like explaining this to someone recently and they were like 
that's cool. But like someone will like that. Like someone will like, like the smothering and like the, how full on you are. And maybe just like, wait for the people like, and right now I think the people in my life who I'm close with do like that and they're not like overwhelmed by it. Yeah. But I think it can be hard in, it's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do in dating, you know, of like, I'm just, I get close with people very easily. I fall in love really easily. I have like, you know, big feelings. And so I think what you're supposed to do is kind of allow that to build. And and I'm not great at that. I think honestly, because I'm, because of doing this for so long, I feel like I'm, interviewing people quickly or I like I had this really bad date in Paris I think I told you about where like I liked this person a lot and I suddenly was like asking him all these questions about his family and about this and that and I left and I was like oh my god I treated that like a podcast and that's not how normal conversation works like normal conversation is like you talk about what's around you and you talk about like and I was so used to doing this that that's where I felt most comfortable and I just did that well, maybe he liked that. He didn't. No. Oh. <laughs> I feel like some people might like that. I've been on so many dates where I felt like I was interviewing because I was trying to like keep a conversation mm-hmm. and everything. And a lot of people really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to find me someone like, who's into that. <laughs> yeah. It's better than having like an awkward silence. Awkward silence or nothing to talk about, you know? Yeah. You never have to worry about that with me. I think that's the the piece of feedback I've gotten the most is that like people can feel very comfortable with me very easily because yeah. I can fill that space. Like at the expense of myself, I will fill the space. And when you're ever you feel uncomfortable, you just ask someone a question. It's very easy, you know? Yeah. But I think it maybe isn't for everyone. And, you know, that anyway, words. But you will find someone who, <laughs> who's really into that. If you're listening... Call us. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this can be like sleepless in Seattle. All right. Shall we, do you feel complete about relationships? Is there anything else that you want to say? Any advice you would give someone on relationships? I'm still working at it. So I have no idea. I have no advice. You're doing great. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by One Hope Wine. One Hope Wine is a Napa Valley winery built on one hope and rooted in purpose, which is super cool. Every bottle of their award-winning wine supports a meaningful cause. Their commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to causes that they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $5 million to causes all around the world. From building a school in Guatemala to funding over 3 million meals for children in need. They're on a mission to nourish the future. And they also believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your wallet to enjoy quality award-winning wines. That's why they have this collection that begins at $25 so you can have the best Napa Valley wine delivered to your homes at a reasonable price. Looking for a job where you can work from home and earn income sharing wine? You can be a cause entrepreneur with One Hope and host wine tastings. Oh, this is cool. And fundraise. That's super cool. You can learn more at onehopewine.com slash join today. To learn more about starting a side business with One Hope, visit onehopewine.com slash join today. That's O-N-E-H-O-P-E-W-I-N-E dot com slash join 
J-O-I-N. And also, if you want to just drink wine like Christine and I were doing when we recorded this episode, we were actually having a bottle of One Hope Wine. Visit onehopewine.com slash let it out and use the code let it out for $10 off your order today. That's onehopewine slash let it out. And again, the code is let it out for $10 off your order. This week's episode is also brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is really cool. You know, we talk about hair and think about our hair so much and so many of us you know might have hair that isn't as long as we want it to be or is weakening by what we do to it or thinning and Nutrafol makes these supplements that support hair which is really cool and many of us have been raving about them I've been taking them and I gave some to my friend Sophie and her hair has grown so much and our hair and how we look and feel really does affect our confidence and Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women who are wanting to you know improve their hair and it's clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life healthier hair growth takes time you'll begin to experience thicker stronger faster growing hair in three to six months in a clinical study 86 percent of women reported improved hair growth after six months more than 2500 healthcare providers recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair their best offer anywhere is 20 percent off at Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l dot com and use the promo code let it out that's for 20% off of your first month of any subscription for new customers this episode is also brought to you by headspace life can be stressful even under normal circumstances and the holidays are even more stressful and then you know 2020 has challenged even the most zen of us so you might need some stress relief that goes beyond Quick fixes, as they say, and that's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? There's a Headspace for that. They have a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need help falling asleep? Headspace has got you. Headspace has a wind-down session for members that they swear by. Christine was actually telling me about Headspace because she uses it for anxiety. They have one, they have a meditation for anxiety, which is super cool. And for parents, Headspace even has these morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, increase your overall sense of well-being, which, you know, we all really need. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits It has so many five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. I love Headspace. I think it's really great to just have something in your pocket. I can pop on. I can meditate easily, quickly on the go. It's the best. I hope that you love it too. Headspace makes it easy for you to build life-changing meditation practices with mindfulness that work for you and your schedule anytime, anywhere. 
You deserve to feel your best. And with Headspace, meditation is made simple. Go to headspace.com slash let it out. That's headspace.com slash let it out for a free month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. That's the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash let it out today. Okay. What you are most thankful for, thank you, you chose all of your jobs. Say more about that. And for people listening, what are all of your jobs? Well, I have so many different types of jobs. So it's not, so like during the winter because of, I hate to say it, and like I I really fucking hate this actually, but I work in, I guess it's like advertisement, you know, or advertising and during the holidays, people are buying stuff. So it's a lot of, it's it's very consumerist, yeah. you know, which is a huge bum out when I really think about it. But when the season's done, then I have a little bit of time. So like January and February. So I get to focus on other things like ceramics, for instance. And um, I'm really grateful for the jobs that I do because I don't like I can look at it from a different point of view and then like make something else out of it. And if I am unhappy with something, if I'm unhappy with, let's say e-commerce, then I can move on to um, music or um, YouTube, focus on YouTube and focus on makeup. Amazing DJ and amazing (laughs) YouTube. She's my favorite YouTube channel and my favorite ceramicist and my favorite DJ. (laughs) Okay. And my favorite stylist. <laughs> All right. Oh but the thing is, okay, so like if I feel burnt out from ceramics, I'll just move on to something else. If I feel burnt out from, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know where I'm going with that. So I'm thankful for all my jobs and I'm thankful that all my hobbies became jobs. So cool. Well, that's something that, you know, my whole creative underdogs idea is that of like being someone I always felt like I was a master of none like I like dabble at a bunch of things but I don't do anything all that well like I haven't like mastered one thing and I look at you and you're someone who's really I've told you this a million times but you do all these different things Thanks. and you they somehow blend together and it somehow works and you do all of them really well which is so impressive and maybe why you do them so well is that you have so many. Um, I don't, if I think if you were to like focus on one thing though, I don't think that I'm that great. I think I'm just like sufficient in a way, you know, and it just works because maybe I'm just really easy to work with. Cause a lot of these like companies that I work with will, for the most part, they'll always hire me back because I'm like a yes person, but I don't know. I, I guess it's just cause, I think that's why I'm I'm, I'm lucky too because I, I get along with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think we've spoken about this before, but I think so much of careers and working as a grown-up is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like what they say, who you know, but it's it's more than that. It's more like any job I've ever gotten and done well at is through personality and through not personality it's more being able to communicate well being kind being able to like 
be someone who you like being around, mm -hmm. that people like being around and accommodating to a point, communicative, mm -hmm. nice. Like it just goes back to like, if you're a nice, decent person, I really think that that matters more than skill set. Sometimes, yeah. 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 Unless it's like a very specific career. Yeah. Like a doctor, for instance. Right. Yeah. I get a lot, a lot of photo jobs and I'm not like, I've never told anyone that I'm a photographer. They just see from like other things that I've done. But like, even then, like even the stuff that I've done in the past, I look at it and I'm like, that's not well done in comparison to someone like Christopher or like someone like my friend Heather. There's so many amazing photographers out there. And yet I always get, I feel like people always hire me because I, I'm accommodating in a way. Yeah, I really don't know. I really don't know why. Maybe because they've worked with me in the past and they know that I work well with them yeah. as a teammate. So, yeah. So people will hire me for odd end jobs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I think that's so that's so good to know and hear. And, like, I would wish I would have known when I was younger, too, of, like, mm -hmm. you can develop a skill and you can get better at something mm -hmm. if you are – you know, it's what they, like someone said this about, I think I heard like some model say this once of you might not be, it doesn't matter if you're the prettiest person in the room, if you're the kindest and you're the one that shows up on time and mm -hmm. you do the work, like that means so much more than the skill or the, how you look or whatever. Yeah. I think the skill though is really important because something that uh, it would take me six hours to do someone like Chris could do it in an hour and a half, you yeah. know, cause of the skill set. Yeah. So like in the long run, like if, if a company were to hire me or Chris, I would end up costing them more. Right. right even right. though my day rate is lower because yeah. they would need me for more days than they would need him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I so think skills are like skills are yeah. so important. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good point too. Cause I'm not saying like, skate along and like you as Shock long as you're work. nice like yeah. but I do think there's something about like you can learn on the job you can't and, and there's like you yeah. can teach those skills you can learn to be good at something yeah. based off of like time and practice yeah but you can't really learn um you know being a kind person and yeah. and that's something that you have to like yeah, I mean, I guess you can. I guess you can try to be better. We're all, I'm, yeah. we're all trying to be <laughs> yeah. better and nicer and listen more. Yeah. Have you always felt this way about your career, or did it take you a while to get to this place where you're so grateful for it? No, you know what? I for a while there. Well, no. So a few years ago, I had a friend who passed away, and then, like it really changed the course mm -hmm. of my careers or my career because I quit my full time job and then really just focused on doing online backend stuff and um i i worked way less hours during the day but i worked with intentions so i guess um I, I would only take projects that would pay out more and um so i had a lot of free time so i had time to travel and traveled a ton spent way more time with my fr friends and family made all my relationships so much better so i think that's why i'm I'm thankful or grateful for my yeah. jobs now because I, I can take a chunk of time off if I wanted to where before when I was working full time, I couldn't do that. I'd work so much and I also had, so I had a full time job and then I'd work throughout the weekend too. So I had no time for anyone, you know? Yeah. yeah so 
I'm really grateful now because I know how to manage my time. And also with boundaries, I know how to say no to people and I know what to ask for. I really admire that about you. And I think I'm, I'm behind you on learning that because I, I relate so much to what you said about the, when you have a full-time job and you're someone like us who has a lot of interests and hobbies and wants to be doing a bunch of other things, your weekend and your time off from work, you end up, you're also working. Yeah. And so we had to learn how to not always be working. Yeah. And then when I left my full-time job, I just kind of worked the same way that I was working, which was like these stolen away pockets of time, you know, here and there. And I had no structure to it and I didn't know how to manage my time well. And I think I'm still learning. I'm getting better, but you're someone I really admire. And I, I, when I moved to LA, like New York seemed, felt like such a, like, LA is such a daytime city. Like you're, you're out, you're hanging with your friends. Like we go for a bike ride in the middle of the day. And I said this to you that day, I was like, this is so nice that we can go out to lunch mm-hmm. and just like do this on a Wednesday, but we're kind of working because we like just collaborated on this thing and we're sending texts and we're yeah. like, you're really fluid about how you work. Like you're able to do things at different times. And it's not like you have to like sit at a desk for this many hours, yeah. but you get, you get so much done. And I really admire that because, and I think that's a lot of self-awareness of like, you know, when you can work well, you know, when you can't, you know, like I'm not going to get anything done right now. So I'm going to go to ceramics. or I'm going to leave ceramics because I'm not able to, I don't feel like being there right now. Or Your time's I'm, not well spent there. Yeah. yeah. And you're able to just like, all right, I'm going to pump these few emails out because I'm feeling that right now or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I've watched you do that. And I've really like, try to take that on too of like oh you don't have to sit at your desk for this many hours you don't have to like be most productive in the morning because you say that that's when you're most productive like that's how you felt last thursday and that's cool but like today when you're on your period and you're sleepy like that's not it and you might get you might figure it out later and just that fluidity about it is something that I really admired from you. And I think you can, part of that is how, because you write things down so much Mm -hmm. and you have all these ideas that like when you do feel energized or motivated to work, you know exactly like where to turn. Yeah. So, okay. What, what advice would you give for, for people wanting to find more alignment in their work or in their life? So you always have your phone on you, right? Just write everything down in the notes section in your phone and then keep a checklist because you're not going to have enough time to do anything or most of the things on your list. Yeah. So just keep keep it kind of prioritized. So whatever you want to do first, just move it to the top of the list and just always have that on you. So if you ever have a moment where you're like, oh, I feel so, I don't know, if you're like stuck inside all day and you're like, I want to do something, just have that list that you can go to right away and then check something off that list and you'll feel accomplished after you do well for the most part i think you'll feel accomplished do you ever because like right now this is like your busiest season you just Mm -hmm. moved you have so much Mm -hmm. on your plate you have like one million jobs and hobbies and you have so many people in your life who and and that's something i wrote this in your card but i really admire about you because you make me as your friend feel so special and like i'm literally your only friend and like your best friend in the world and the only person you know (laughs) But also you do that to everyone, which is so cool and like so amazing about you that you're able to do that. 
my point of bringing that up is that like you're a really good friend, you're a really good family member, you're a really good girlfriend, and you're really good at all of your seven million jobs and hobbies that you do. Sometimes I don't think that's always. I think it just kind of goes in and out. It's not always. I'm not always a good family member. I'm not always yeah. a good friend. Like there's a, if one bucket is full, there's always less in the others. But you're yeah. good at like making sure that all of them have water eventually. Sometimes, yeah. I don't know. But I think yeah. I think you are. But at the end of the a day, right? Like something that I I've gotten better at recently, just by like kind of saying fuck it. But like, do you feel a sense of completion? Like what's helped me recently is that as long as I get like the top three things done, like there's Mm -hmm. always going to be more emails. There's always going to be more work. Like you're never going to be like, and seen, like I have figured it all out. Like, is there a way that at the end of the day, the few things that you do, how do you make yourself be like, all right, enough for today. Like I did what I needed. Or do you still have that feeling of basically how do you handle overwhelm is what I'm trying to ask. I don't think I've figured that one out actually. (laughs) Yeah, because I do get overwhelmed pretty, especially during this time. Like if, yeah. if uh, I mean, like for the past like month or so, because of the holidays and everything, and all the planning for the holidays, if someone were to be like, "Hey, uh, can we like hop on a phone call for like an hour?" I'd be so overwhelmed by that. Yeah, that would give me so much anxiety. Yeah, but if you were to ask me like the same question in like in a month from now, or like in two weeks from now, even. I'll be a lot more free, you know? Yeah. And yeah, so I, I'm still working on that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think the prioritization thing is like the key to overwhelm, like being organized and then prioritizing like, okay, I'm never going to be able to get everything done. So what are the things that I have to get done that yeah. by the end of today, I'll feel better, mm-hmm. you know? Like moving the needle forward, not like completion. Yeah. Also, like if you write it down physically too, like if you do a, Gosh, what is it called? Not a pie chart, but it's like um Venn diagram. Not a Venn diagram either. It's where you write one thing in the middle and then you mind map. Uh, mind map, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that kind of helps too. Cause yeah. it 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 makes ideas kind of grow out. Yeah. And breaks down um different thoughts too. Yeah. I wanna we should get a big poster board or something to like talk about ideas. Like a map. <laughs> yeah. And then put like and a, then put a pen on each yeah. idea that we put. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be so funny. That it's like the places like, that you visit but instead yeah. of all just ideas. In our minds since we can't travel. Oh. Any advice that you would give to people wanting to wanting to like try more things you know like or or if you had to give advice to yourself back when you were quitting your full-time job and yeah. to to be fully a freelance person is there mm-hmm. anything that you, any advice that you got that was helpful because there is a lot more uncertainty with being someone who is in charge of their own schedule and money yeah i was talking to someone about this today we we're talking about how People who, when I was working full-time, when I had a paycheck coming in every week or so, Mm -hmm. I wasn't financially responsible. And I think even though I made a lot of money working my full-time job, I wasn't responsible in that. I would just look forward to that check and then I would spend it because I worked so fucking hard for the last Mm -hmm. two weeks, you know? And I think that um, because I was freelancing or because I became a freelancer and your jobs are so kind of like sporadic, 
you become, well, you learn to become more uh, financially responsible, not yeah. financially like wealthy per se, but more responsible in your spending, where you spread out your spending and stuff. Yeah. That's such a good point because you had, or we, because we both had full-time jobs, you have this IV drip of money coming. Yeah. So you don't even think about it. I didn't even yeah, think about it. Totally. It's like, I can do whatever I, I no matter how hard yeah. I work, I'm getting the same amount of money. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, yeah, it's, it's so much more uncertain. Yeah. And so that forces us to be more cognizant of it. Yeah. When, when I was working full time, I had no, like, there's no incentive to like work harder or like save more or anything. But then like, as soon as I quit my full time job, I was able to save finally. Yeah. You know? Which is so bizarre, such a bizarre concept. Yeah. It's, it's wild to think about that, but you're so much more in control of it also too. And also not too. Yeah. So yeah. Because of the uncertainty, you, you kind of overcorrect in a way. Yeah. And you like, there's a cap on how much you make when you have a salary. Yeah. There's not even a cap. Like you could make as much as you want, or you also like might not make anything. Yeah. It's just how much you push yourself in a way. Yeah. But also that you could work really, really hard and not be compensated necessarily yeah, and totally it's complex okay so what you want more of Wait, what did i say <laughs> time to learn new skills yeah can you talk about that and, right. and why you picked that it's so funny because we were talking about skills just yeah there's so ago. many things i want to learn i have a whole list i was looking at it the other day but i have a whole list every year at the beginning of the year i write down a whole list of things i want to learn like new skills so a couple of years wow. ago, it was ceramics, you know, so I picked that up. Or sewing, sewing machine sewing has been on my list forever. Really? Yeah. I just. It's hard. I know it's hard. So I've watched hard. so many YouTube videos on how to do it and it still just scares the hell out of me. It it's just seems really so. hard. Yeah. It seems like such a. It's like driving a stick shift in a way. Yeah. Right. This will not shock you. That I I you took, know how huh? no <laughs> oh my god that would shock you I tried it it was too hard for me and I gave up <laughs> yeah I don't know I took some costume designing class in college that sounds so fun in the theater department man I really want to learn you I am so confident when when you sent me this one the other two I was like oh yeah yes absolutely with the relationships for sure with um you know all of your jobs and then when you sent me this one i was so surprised because to me you're someone who has so many skills and it's so impressive to me that you want to learn more still uh th there's so many skills that like i i don't know though you know yeah i, I don't even know the beginning of like baking for instance that blows my mind really yeah i feel like if any of these skills i'm so confident that like if you if we get you a sewing machine mm. and we are like, you know what? Don't even worry about any of your other jobs. Just enjoy sewing. I guarantee you, you'd be so, you would pick yeah, it up in like know. a week. I sat down once and it was just like, oh my God, it was, so, it was so scary. Yeah. It's like when you go to a stranger's house and you try to use their microwave, you're like, what the fuck is this? You know? Or like you use their remote control uh -huh. for their TV. You have no idea. Yeah. But worse, because I have no idea with, the yeah. mechanics of a sewing machine. But I feel like you learn, do you feel like you learn skills easily? It depends on the skill. 
what is one that you've learned easily and what is one that has not come easily? Hand building was easy. <laughs> and the wheel was not? No. The wheel was so hard. The wheel is so hard. Yeah. That's why it baffles me that you're going to take a hand building class, a whole <laughs> class. It's like Play-Doh. I know, but I mean, I think the wheel really broke me down and to the point where I'm like, I, I yeah, can't but do this. I took a break. So I took a ceramics class, like a wheel class. And I was so discouraged by it that I took a break from it for a year. And during that year, I just hand built. Wow. Okay. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. Because, so you never learned centering in that first class? No. Like you couldn't I don't do think it? So. I didn't get it either. Everything I made came up wow okay wonky. this is so nice because you remember this a couple weeks ago a couple i don't know months ago this could have been yesterday or honestly two months ago i'm un unclear yeah. but i was sitting with you and maddie and i'd had like a really tough class in ceramics where i felt like i was just like not smart enough or cool enough and i wanted to quit and you you just were encouraging and nice and like told me it's okay and that you know, but I think it's impressive to like get over the hump of like not giving up on a skill and just trying it or trying it a different way, you know? Yeah. Maybe a different clay. Ah. Not just, not just the white clay that, yeah. you know, maybe something else would be more fun for you. Yeah. Or maybe just like go with, go to the hardest clay possible so that when you go back to your normal clay, it just seems so easy. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think it's really impressive that you, with ceramics specifically, how you wanted to learn a new skill, it was hard, and instead of quitting, you just pivoted to do a, it a different way, and then eventually you did learn the wheel, and you did yeah. get really good at it. Thanks. And so that's pretty cool, and like actually a really great lesson for life of like, if you, and hi, we're in a self-help book now yeah <laughs> like this would be one of those boring stories that you could just like gloss over and the lesson would just be like when things aren't going well going left go right you know like yeah try it a different way flip it on its head and keep going instead of and now we're in a bumper sticker but instead of yeah. stopping <laughs> yeah totally right but it's true i mean the, all cliches are cliches because they're like they're cliches <laughs> they're exactly what else do you want to learn other than sewing and baking? Anything else? Can you give us some from that list? Yeah, actually. I, I know like for a while there I wanted to make a zine, like a physical hard copy oh, of a zine. We, we, I did that. We you did? did? That. Yeah, that's like let it out the whole thing. Each kit has a zine. You don't say. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to give you one before you leave. <laughs> oh, I want to like build something out of wood. Oh, yeah. Like woodworking? Carving. Yeah. Wait, you were literally doing that the other day. Yeah, carving's different. I mean, like something that you have to measure. Like an and installation. Like you want to build me a table? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, I can't even, I can't fathom that right now. Yeah. Um, I really want to build, you know, the dollhouse that I gave Keisha? Keisha? Yeah. I want to build something like that, but have that be a medicine cabinet. Yes. Yeah. I want to. I really want to build it. But I just need to sit down and draw it out. But even the drawing part is hard, you know? Yeah. So. You could do it. I would. I wanted to put that above my toilet, but I thought better of it. But maybe we can make like a shelf. Want to make a shelf together? Like yeah, we can make two of out. them. Like well, I mean, cool like I haven't even started, so. 
Yeah, this is a January project. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, yeah. I told myself that I would focus on ceramics in January, so we'll see. <laughs> February projects. <laughs> yeah. What else? Well, yeah, so if I don't do the zine, then I want to make a newsletter and have it be kind yeah. of like a newsletter, but have it be more like, um, I don't know how to explain it, kind of like a- Multimedia? Yeah, yeah. multi, yeah. So you scroll down, it's like different- like things, you know, you ha we have to, we should start that like tomorrow. Yeah. That makes so much sense for you. I built the template for Amazing. it. Amazing. I can help. I'll write it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing that I'm worried about the, the writing part. And so I'm in, in my talk show. I'm worried about the, and all the Visuals? other things. Yeah. Yeah. But you have, you we have, have each crew. other. Wow. This is all coming together and we should definitely make a zine together. Zine. Zine. Yeah. Wow, this is great. When you want to learn something new, do you prioritize that and learn and try to make time for it? Or do you just allow it for when you when you do have time and when it feels fun? Only when I have time. Yeah. Only when it feels right. Because if I force it, it just doesn't come out. Yeah. I have like my mind on other things, you know? Yeah. What about when you are... That happened to me recently. Like I went to ceramics and I was just like, I can't even be here right now. Like this is a waste of everyone's time. Um, what about when you are learning a new skill and it gets hard? You get to that point where like at first it's like, oh, I'm bad at this. It's fun. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. And then you get to that hump where it's like, I'm bad at this and this is not enjoyable right now. This is just like a bummer. Yeah. How do you get yourself Pass to that? keep going? Yeah. Oh man. It really, if it's just for myself, then I'll most likely just drop it and then work on something else, mm -hmm. which isn't a good approach, I don't think. But if it's like, let's say I'm at work and I have a film crew and or like someone else is relying on me, then I have to just power through it, you know? Yeah. And there's deadlines and other people are on the line. Like if it's one mistake that can ruin other people's time or, yeah, then you, I kind of have to just power through it. Yeah. Well... You inspire me so much. I am so happy that you're here and that you came back and let it out. Will you come back again a million yeah, more times? A million more times. A million. <laughs> well, you know, what was really cool about your answer. So for this series of the podcast, Happy Thank You More, Please, people are often, and I told you this, are often recommending like art or films or music and, and yours were all ideas and people and things about your life, which is really beautiful. What would you say is your favorite part of your life right now? If you had to like think of one thing, I mean, I feel like you kind of just gave three. I think I'm just like really excited for time off, you know? Yeah. It's just because I've been working so hard the last couple yeah. of months. And another thing I want to say about you too is like, so you just moved to a new house mm -hmm. and this is another thing that I've noticed about you. Like you're really you don't allow yourself to be stagnant. You're always moving. You're always, and I don't just mean physically, like you, if you notice something that you want to change, you change it. And I think that's really, I really admire that about you. Does that make sense? Do you feel like that's true? Uh, I think sometimes. I think if I'm in the right mindset, but mm -hmm. if I'm like down, if I, uh, I, people just don't see me. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not posting or sharing if I'm like down or like 
depressed or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So people don't see that side of me at all. So, uh, yeah, if, if I'm happy, then I'll not be stagnant, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's something really cool about your YouTube, which is something that you've done for what, like how many years? 2006. So, wow. How long is that? 14, 14 years. years. Wow. Yeah. Wild. But what's really cool about that is that you've allowed it to evolve with you and like you're doing something that you've done for so long mm -hmm. in so many different ways. And I think that's really interesting. And that's, you know, to take something that has been with you for so long, but allowing it to evolve is really impressive. Thanks. Yeah. I can't believe that platform's been around for that I long, know. right? It's so cool. It's so, yeah. it's really wild. I love YouTube. I love YouTube too. There's so much Yeah, we stuff. don't watch TV. We just send each other YouTube videos. Yeah. When people are like, oh, I'm so over YouTube. I'm like, why? Like, so I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. Just watch something else, you know? Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff out there. Totally. We just found a new channel that we were watching tonight. About small spaces oh, in Australia. Oh, too small. Yeah, it's so good. What would you say to someone who wants to start a YouTube channel or loves YouTube but is hesitant? What advice yeah. would you give them? Just do it. Record on your phone. Record with the equipment that you have. Don't go into it for monetary reasons. Yeah. I think that's with anything, actually. Yeah, totally. Like, if I'm looking at all my jobs right now, every one that I'm, I was able to get, I didn't go into it with like making money like in, in like in the back of my head you know yeah. i just did it f at first for free for so many years yeah. and then eventually it picks up but if you do it because you love it then yeah i mean i'm sure even if you didn't love it and you just did it for monetary reasons it would work out too but also it won't leave the flame lit for that long <laughs> if you totally. don't love it you know yeah there are other things you can do for for quick money yeah more than <laughs> I mean, we we dislike when the phrase "pick your brain." Oh, I hate that! I we hate that so really, much. Really, really dislike that. And yeah. I know that you get a lot of messages of people being like, "Can I pick your brain?" for several things, but especially for YouTube. And I get a lot of messages about starting a podcast because we both, in those respective things, got in at a, like early, early time. Yeah, and I say the same thing about podcasting which is you know just try like there's there's room for everyone yeah. like you and know it's also so pure if you if you're so new at it and then you don't you're not influenced by anyone because you can come come at it at, with a completely different view in yeah. a way whereas if you pick someone's brain it's kind of like getting a gosh what is it Head start. Not getting a, a head start, but like getting an advantage in a way. Yeah. And I think we've, we had this, this program is about things that we love, but if we were to do one about things that we hate, the word pick your brain would be number one. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked phrase. about this. Like, I just hate everything about it because it said, I'm trying to say hate less and say dislike, but like, I think I do hate this. It sounds painful. Like I don't want someone to go into my head and pick anything and also people's eyes are different, you know? Right. And what worked for me, if I if I really do explain, I mean, I literally have like a, a place I put everything I learned about podcasting to that people can do if they, a place to send people for who ask that. But ultimately, like, 
I can tell you what microphone I use and you can tell them what camera you use, but so much of it is um, not necessarily translatable of like, you could do the exact same formula Mm -hmm. that I did for my podcast Mm -hmm. and do every single thing and use all the same equipment and interview all the same people. And it would be different because so much of life is timing and people and personalities and connection. And it's just, you can't, there's not a formula. Yeah. You know, totally. and then there's something to be said for like advice and like asking someone something and that's, that's lovely. But yeah, the pick your brain conversation is bombs me. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, that's a, that's a thing we need a boundary. For. Yeah. Yeah. My friends would never pick my brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever ever heard any of my friends asking me. That's the thing. It's that's saying a, that. Yeah, it's people who you, we don't know who yeah. want to pick. Your, that's the whole thing. It's like it's fine to ask for advice, but to ask for a whole like timeline and like what to do step by step. That's so cruel in a way. Yeah, and it's impossible to take that and recreate something. Like you yeah. can't recreate something. TikTok. <laughs> Do the same formula on TikTok. Could, if you Just were listening kidding. and you're a TikToker, could we pick your brain? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, since we didn't talk about any art or things that you're watching or reading or listening to, yeah. is there something that you want to recommend? A couple of things? I mean, watch your YouTube because you recommend it all the time. But any exclusives? For, let it out. Huh. Let me see. Checking her phone because she is um That's where all my ideas are, you know what I mean? So great at collecting things. If someone steals my phone, I am doomed. (laughs) None of this is backed up. Oh damn. Okay, let's see. What do we got? Exclusive. Um Yeah, I don't have anything at the moment. Okay. Well, I'd like to give a couple of things that you've turned me on to that. What is that song that you put in your, your set a couple months ago that I love so much? The Turkish song? Yeah. I can't even the, pronounce his name. Oh, me neither. I was yeah. hoping you could. <laughs> but yeah. it's so good and we love it. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes because that's one thing we can recommend. Yeah. So I just heard it out of nowhere. I think it was probably like a gas lamp killer mix or something like that, but yeah, so I heard the song and then immediately I'm like, wow, this is such a sweet but also really sad and like endearing and like you just want to like hold him and be like, oh, you're going to be okay, you know? Yeah. But it's in a completely different language and it it's like a happy, upbeat uh, pace. Yeah. But just something about the way he's singing, you're like, damn, this is painful, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's I think that's why I like the song so much. And then I... I went online and I found the translation for the song and it's about being away for war. And yeah, it's, it's just a really good song. That's all. I think art that the contrast Mm -hmm. in something like we've talked about this, like Phoebe Bridgers does this where like she'll put a really sad song with trumpets, you Mm -hmm. know, and like it's the lyrics are so sad, but it's like an uplifting song and there's like always Mm -hmm. one on her albums. I think any sort of, like in a, in a movie when it's a really sad scene, but there's happy music behind mm-hmm. it. Like there's something about that that I think is really interesting. Yeah, totally. Okay, I'm trying to think of other things that we can recommend together. I would say biking is like a... Yeah. We really enjoy 
Which, Even though I go yeah. the pace of a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I and I only got back into biking because of Jason. Uh-huh. And Jason saw me riding down the street and texted Christine. Katie's <laughs> I was wearing <laughs> on okay, a green my, bike. my bike is green. I'm wearing mm. a green jumpsuit. Yeah. Going as fast as a turtle. Destroyed yeah. my life. <laughs> but you know what? That's like all those like French girls and all those like really stylish New Yorkers and anyone like in Europe who's like really dressed up on a bike, you know they're not going like workout speed, right? And he's in this mindset that biking should be a workout where you should be breathing really hard, which mm-hmm. it is. It, it is that way, but also it could be leisurely too. Yeah, and you're forced for it to be that way when you're going up a hill. Yeah, but also like the type of bike that you're on, yours is more like sta- like not, like where you sit up. Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Like upright. It's the most upright position. Yeah. So it's meant to be leisurely. It's meant to be fun. It has a rack on it. So you can carry like a baguette in the back, you know? A baguette. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another. We're very into French. Styling. French styling, French videos. Oh, we got these Patagonia shorts that. Oh, yeah. That one but of you us don't likes. Really <laughs> <laughs> the, the county sure bell. work for me. The counter space oh, yeah, bell. Yeah, that's a good one. So Angie was my friend on, on the podcast said that since I live alone or we both live alone and my bed is like very close to the door. She was like, you need to get something. It's bad feng shui to have your bed so close to your front door. But that's the, the way the cookie crumbled in my studio apartment. And she said, having a bell on your door would be really great. And then I went over to Christine's and you had a really chic bell mm-hmm. and I copied chic. you. I got to take that paper off. <laughs> I still have the paper. I like it though. Okay. Maybe I'll leave uh, it. If mine came with a paper, I would keep it on. <laughs> well, it's, it's from the store. That's my, my dream job. If you're listening. <laughs> I counter says. Anyway, Christine used to work there. Yeah. It was nice. It's just so cool. I got so much work done there. I think that's everything. Any, anything else that we missed? No. Well, Christine will be back on this program many a time. I'm so grateful that you're here. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. I love me. you. I'm so happy that we got to do this. And anything else that you wanted to let out? No, I'm good. We do have this I'm gonna thing. I'm going to hold it in, actually. Yeah, <laughs> hold it in with Christine Nguyen. <laughs> let it out with Katie Dilwell. All right, so let's end with a deep breath. Ready? Inhale. Or maybe a yawn this time. Ah. All right, that was my episode with Christine. She's the best, right? Isn't she so cool? I'm. You're probably here because you already know that. Or if you just discovered her, goddamn, I'm jealous of you. You have a lot of videos to watch. <laughs> Join us for the workshops. Check out our gift guides. Check out Christine's gift guide video. It's so good. She does gifts for every love language, which is such a good idea. And we talk a little bit about love languages in this episode. So that's a really good one to watch. I hope you have a great week. I would love to see you at the workshops that we're doing and support the sponsors. If you like this show, it helps me so I can keep doing it. And some of them I think would actually make some really good gifts. So I'll talk to you next week. Let me know what you want to see more from me on Let It Out this year, next year. I have some ideas, but 
Maybe I'll make that mind map that we were talking about. And Christine and I have a lot of ideas of, of things we want to do together. So I hope this is, I was going to say the first of many collaborations, but we've collaborated quite a lot. We mentioned this there, you know, there's a video of me doing my skincare routine on my favorite YouTube channel, Christine with a lot of eyes and H's and S's. <laughs> we'll link to that too. If you want to want even more of the two of us together. All right. I'm so grateful that you're here. The emoji for this week's episode is the donut. The donut is currently on the top of my toilet with matches in it next to the incense. It's a striker. It's so, it's one of my favorite things I own. (laughs) It was the first thing she gave me when I was visiting LA and I took it back in my suitcase and I got stopped by security with my carry-on and they were like, excuse me, ma'am, do you have a glass donut in your bag? (laughs) And I was like, no, sir, it's a ceramic donut. 